beautiful. Keelan's favorite movie is Cafe Society, directed by Woody Allen, and Ben's favorite movie is Extraction, directed by some young guy who was a stunt performer. It's produced by the Russo brothers, I'll tell directed you that right by now. The Russo it actually is? It's yeah, it is it was produced what, really? I don't know why. It's, I really don't think they had anything to do with oh, it. Produced. And they're just putting it. Yeah. yeah it produced. has oh, 20 only producer credits on IMDb. No, 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 no. It's direct it's directed by the guy who was uh the stunt coordinator for Avengers movies. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of this podcast should be played loud. I am Ben. I'm Will. I am Keelan. And this is this podcast should be played loud, even though I already said that. I think I've done that exact same intro a thousand times. A couple, a thousand. This is episode nine, my friend. But guys. Okay, so maybe like twice. If you, (laughs) if you, are you a (laughs) Slytherin? Or, or a... (laughs) The other three, Gryffindor. <laughs> what are we oh actually? God. What are we all? We're all Gryffindor. We, we're right? all Gryffindor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, you hopefully should because you clicked on this episode. If you don't know what we're talking about, retrospective. We don't want you listening to our podcast. Go away. Well, Get out of here. Watched you only, what are you nine people? We watched them all in twelve days. No, except Did the first actually, one. Yeah. So I would say it's fair to say we would have watched them all in two weeks if we had included the first one. But yes. I watched the first one with my parents very recently, so I did not want to watch it again because it's it's charming, but it's very long and it's it's yep. just charming. I remember it pretty well. It's a good introduction to the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's a solid three so, yeah. star movie. Oh, you know, what? exactly. I agree, and I think we know. Why don't we just Why don't we just jump right into it? Seems like Let's we're already here. Uh, we'll begin with we're gonna do the same thing we did with mission impossible where we'll just go over them chronologically mm-hmm. and say we'll give you our favorites our least favorites some good bad things about each of them overall we can all agree that this is a really good series yeah it's fantastic like, even though there are some movies that are not that good this series overall as a whole is just like great it really I, hits like, like I, it hits the spot it's just so charming yeah, and exactly. whimsical i love it it's really it's a really good series i would stress mm-hmm. the series because not series. all of the movies are good, but it's, no. it's they all come together very well. Yeah. And it's yeah, very exactly. impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, we st- why don't we start with the second one? Because fuck the first one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. The first one, it's good. It's, it's, a good, it's, good. it's a good start to the series. It's, it's good. charming. I loved it as a little kid. I still like it to this day. Yeah. It's good. It's very... Uh, the, let's move on. The there's shockingly the little part. plot I agree. in that movie. It's just like mm. the, the plot actually starts like an hour and a half in. Well, well no, no. The second no, one the one? The first one. Uh, yeah. Because there's so much, like, world building and just setting up, mm-hmm. like, this is all these things. And it does it really well. So uh, I think it deserves Here's a slow pan over, over Diagon Alley. Here's a slow pan over the uh, the uh, hall at Hogwarts. Like, it's a lot of just kind of, like, establishing shots of crazy things and then Harry reacting to them. Yeah. But then and you know like, what? I think that's actually... I think it might have... It, it is necessary yeah. in some aspects yeah. because... You know, the way I see it is, I've been thinking about this recently, is that all the kids read Harry Potter. Like, I read the books, but going to see the movie with our families, our families probably have no clue what this stuff is about. So giving them that proper introduction to the series with that, uh, like, whole, like Will said, world building and character introduction, establishing shots, all that, I think it does a really good job at sort of welcoming welcoming new people into sort of like the harry potter fandom you know what i mean it's kind of crazy that we got a whole series of seven books and eight movies about a school and everyone loved it this much i know it's crazy it's awesome well, the seven the it's seven jk rowling made kids want to go to a school oh yeah that's true 
I know. Well, it's, 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 the it's, reason it's, is because they never they never teach anything at the school. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just oh, like yeah. every That's class true. either lets out five minutes in because the professor makes a grave mistake or something happens <laughs> that has incredible consequences for the like the series going forward, or they don't show it. Yeah, it's true. I in the books just, they show all the classes though. It's awesome. It's, yeah, and this is like my favorite part. So, I'm reading the second one as we speak. And I just got through a two chapters in which they've done nothing but go to, like, herbology class and then go to, like, Defense <laughs> oh, Against the Dark yeah. Arts. That's and that's, nice. that was, that was the, the chamber, two chapters. The Chamber of Secrets is a really good book. Yeah. I guess this can segue into the fact that it's not a good movie. Nope. I used to love it. Not anymore. Keelan did. My childhood we went into cynicism uh, turned into adult cynicism, and it's worse. Yeah. We went in, we went into the series with Keelan thinking, "Oh yeah, this is like my third favorite one. I love this one." And then we rewatched it, and that was my Keelan impression, by yeah, the way. Yeah, absolutely. And then, <laughs> I think that's yeah. exactly and what it like. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was and on then the we rewatched it and all agreed that it's not it's not objectively like terrible, but I just hate it so, so much. boring. <laughs> it's a torture oh, device. It's, it's Yeah, exactly. If we had to watch so it individually, long. it would have been so painful. Yeah. Oh my god, I would have I wouldn't I don't think I would have been able to get through it. Like the fact that we did this all together is the reason I kept going. Mm-hmm. Like and the only reason I wanted to watch Chamber of Secrets is so I could watch the rest of them. Yeah. It's honestly, one of those yeah. that you have to get out of the way. Yeah, the you first even two skip it, honestly. The first two are so different from the rest of them. Yeah. Like they don't feel like the same series, even though they're the same series. They just look and feel so different because Chris Columbus has like yeah. such a specific kind of like child in childlike kind of sensibility, He's where it's, child, it's very kind of saying. He's a child. no, no. <laughs> I'm saying that like the film feels very <laughs> much like it's from the it's from the perspective of a child, whereas the yeah. rest of them feel like yeah. they're from the perspective of I don't know. The, they they feel like they they're more imbued society. with the world around the characters <laughs> than just the characters' view. You know, the the third I, no, one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the sixth one, and in terms of movies, the seventh one and the eighth one all feel like. Oh shit! Just got real. This is now, exactly. <laughs> it used to yeah. just be like a fun franchise, but now things are serious, and they all exactly, feel like that. Yeah. The, the, the first two are like, "Oh, we're just kids at school." Even though there's like a big monster, even though then, Harry tries to get like a guy tries to kill Harry with an unforgivable curse, and he gets attacked by a massive snake, which is like scarier than anything that happens in the like the third one. I think. I think the third mm-hmm. one's way nah. less scary than everything. Like, it's way less traumatizing than everything that happens to Harry in the... Se- he's 12 years old, and he's being chased okay. by a massive snake I through an underground the- oh, yeah. passage. And like you said, in the, in, the, in the second movie, they're at the very end. This is a, a spoiler alert, I guess, but it's not no, really important. For spoilers these. for the entirety um, of Harry Potter right now. Yeah, honestly, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Lucius Malfoy tries to use a killing curse on Harry yeah. for for like freeing his for freeing his house elf Dobby. Yeah. And that that doesn't happen in the book. And you're like, oh man, what's he gonna do now? Harry freed his elf. Haha, jokes on him. And then he just goes, Avada. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo. That's great. Moment. I'm pretty like, sure relax. The fourth book had just come out at that time, I think. So I, I bet you any mm-hmm. money, uh what's his name again? Um Jason Isaac. Jason Isaac probably just like read the oh. book and was like, oh I should use that one. <laughs> he probably just did that. He did it on boy. set and Chris Columbus was like, oh man, I don't know what you're saying, but hey, that's great stuff, man. <laughs> the ending of the second well okay the second one is i i hated it <laughs> i didn't i don't think it's yeah. a terrible movie but i hated it because it's just yeah. so like it's so long and it's so self-congratulatory you know it's just yeah. every scene is like 
oh, there's so something going on, and then and then they show it, and then it's like, oh, we have to do this, oh, do do do, and they show like every single page, every single event that happens in the yeah. book. There's no like streamlining. It's like when those when when uh, adaptations of books were originally being turned into movies when they were originally happening and it's just like yeah. we have to adapt this word for word and it's like you get a 15 hour movie which is about exactly. lord of the flies or something like oh my god just it, they they could have made it half an hour shorter and it would have been like just like, to name so one the mandrake scene doesn't need to be in the film it has no bearing no. on the plot at all yeah. i mean it, like it in, doesn't, in the books they explained that they use the mandrakes to like Help save the petrified people, and yeah. I think Dumbledore has like some kind of line, which is like a throwaway to like, oh, we can revive them. The Mandrakes are almost ready, but he could just say that they have a thing to revive. Like he exactly. could say that, or we you could just see it. put it in a montage or something like that. Oh yeah, they don't montage like, in these movies. In, they don't montage at all until the in, fifth in, one. In, there's no montages ever. Yeah, oh maybe there's one in the That's fourth true, one. Actually. There's one in the fourth one, I think. But the fifth one montages a lot. Yeah, it's That's true. Yeah, it, I. And then by the the end, I was hysterical <laughs> because it's oh, yeah. so really completely lost that, that last scene is just like let's celebrate the movie that just happened, and <laughs> and it's like everyone's eating everyone's eating a bunch of food and everyone's clapping and everything, and it's just such a like oh my god, just make it stop. One of, Will one lost of my his favorite shit. things Will said he lost his shit. One of my favorite things Will said is they were panning over the dining table with like all the staff, and then there's this giant bowl of chicken wings, and Will goes, oh my god, is Dumbledore gonna eat all those chicken wings <laughs> you were so we like laughed. offended by it you're like wow wow <laughs> you eat all those chicken wings <laughs> oh man yeah. no, the, the, way, the second the movie throat, is yeah. like nah. no it's like two and a half stars yeah. like it's just it's, it's also just so two boring. hours and 40 minutes it's Oof. ridiculously long it's ridiculous. the moment one of the shortest books the second one was when when Hagrid comes in and everyone starts yeah. giving him a standing ovation, yeah. I was just like, "Oh my God, what are we doing? Why does everyone know what, what happened this? or what he did or who he is?" Almost Slytherin stood up too. So weird. Yeah. What a strange. Also, okay, forest. I'm I'm listening to the audiobook. The audiobook is eight hours. <laughs> so the movie Holy is more crap. more than one third. Of the length of the audiobook. That's a bit less than That's insane. Oh, wait. Oh, no, Which is right. crazy. About almost... I don't know. No, wouldn't it be exactly a third? Or, yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. Yeah, exactly that, a third. That is exactly but, a like, third. But, like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's Jesus. insane. That is insane. Man. That's ridiculous. All right, should we talk about bottom the Bottom line... One? Yeah, I was going to say, bottom line, Chamber of Secrets is the worst one. We all agree on that. Yes. Um, there's the bit with the car. But there's a fun. close second... There's a close. There is a close. Uh, we'll, you have a different we'll opinion. Actually, yeah, I agree. I do have a different opinion. We will get to that. Okay, we can move on to the Prisoner of Azkaban, which we all agree is a very solid Harry it's Potter. Pretty yeah. solid, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I yeah. think we all gave it four stars when we watched it again. Um, it has. This is the. This is the first one that you get a taste of like real like cinematography. Real. I mean, real it comes filmmaking. back later in the movies <laughs> and like great real filmmaking because it's directed by Alfonso Cuarón, uh-huh. the man himself. Which is so weird that he directed a Harry Potter movie. It is. But, I mean, I'm not mad about it. It was well made. It was well done. Um, I will maintain yeah. that this is the movie that I think takes the most, 
liberties with the universe, not with the book. I think other films take liberties with the with the, like the story, but this one takes oh, the yeah. most liberty with like the rules that have been established for the universe. <laughs> yeah. In that, you a can... lot of things in this movie are just kind of there for the hell of it. Like they don't really make sense. They're just kind of visually striking, which is kind of Alfonso's thing. And since it's not set in like a because, like, he, I think he's kind of used to just kind of going with whatever he wants to do with his movies because he's a very kind of free-flowing filmmaker. But in this one, like, there's already been hard and fast rules established, and he's just like, oh, whatever. Like, in the opening scene, yeah. Harry's doing magic outside <laughs> of school. Three scenes later, he's like, I can't do magic outside of school. I'll, I'll get expelled. <laughs> they don't give a shit. They don't care. Well, I don't think he, oh, don't yeah. think he does it intentionally. But the, no, 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 no. I'm talking no, about the, the Lumos. The Lumos. The Lumos oh, yeah. also, That's a spell. Lumos... Lumos Maxima is not a spell. Like, it does not exist in the Harry oh, Potter Oh, yeah, sorry. Lumos Maxima doesn't exist in the books. Lumos does. But, like... Lumos does, yeah. yeah. Light a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Every scene. A lot of light. <laughs> but, like... I mean... Why? Uh, why include that scene? It's also a bad opening. I think it's clear it's not that... Great, um, for for better and for worse, I think that Alfonso Cuaron did not take the, the universe as seriously as everyone else. Which, honestly, yeah, I yeah. understand because it's it's, like... It is whimsical and it is kind of stupid, but like yeah. a lot of dumb stuff happens in this movie, and you're just like, definitely, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. I, I like I like the amount of weird comedy that's in it way more than any of the others. It's at least much yeah. more intelligent about it. Um, I don't I think agree it always with that, works, but I think that it's also really inconsistent about it because it has to follow the books to a certain extent but then he, but like in the moments where he's not following the books, it doesn't make sense with some of the stuff that he's following from the books. I guess so that's so. M- my main issue with it is like I feel like the script was poorly thought out. I think it's well written, but I don't think it was well structured or thought out. Mm. Yeah, fair. I I, I I do agree with that. I haven't read the book However, since I was twelve, so I have no I, I can't factor. Also, that in. yeah, I haven't read the books in a long time. But there's also just like some um, stuff that's just kind of like like when they're in the shrieking shack at the end and and Sirius Black comes in and he's like, Oh, we gotta kill him. Like in the book they make it a little bit more clear. And it's not, like, the language is used in such a way that, yeah, it's suspenseful because you don't know what's going on. But it's he's not just, like, ignoring Harry so that he can make the oh, scene yeah. suspenseful. Like, it, the dialogue, it doesn't make sense. Like, I get that he's trying to make it suspenseful, but it, do, it stopped making, like, logical sense at a certain point, you know? It's kind of like dumb when he's just, like, he's just saying random things. Yeah. Like, he's just addressing the entire room, but he's, but you know... Like, if you know the books, you know he's addressing one person yeah. specifically. and he's not crazy, because, like, like, one scene later, he's having, like, a rational conversation with Harry about coming to live with him. Like, can you just say yeah. what you need to say, Sirius? Christ. I mean, it's cool that they got Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's pretty, so pretty nice. It's pretty sick. Um, and overall, I, I, as much as we've said all this bad stuff about it, it is a really well-made it's, yeah, movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is, it is. I think and, it is. But I guess the thing is, most people hype it up to be, like, the best one. Mm-hmm. I think it's the highest-rated one on Letterboxd. Um... And I don't think it's the best one. I think we all agree it's the fourth best one. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely one of the... It's one of the good ones. It's one of the good ones. I think it's yeah. the edge between oh. the bad ones and the good ones. And I think it's part of the good ones, but it's like on the edge of them. It's on the outskirts. Because I think there's four really good ones, and then the third one, and then the bad ones. Mm. You think there's... Wait. Mm. wait. Because there's eight movies. I think there's three bad movies and yeah. four good movies. I Yeah, I don't know. This one is Wait, just... what are the four good ones, in your opinion? Uh, seven, part one and when two. When Prisoner of Az- Oh, yeah, and then the fourth one. Yeah, and I was going to say. And what... then Azkaban. And then yeah, the okay, one. sorry, my bad. So yeah. it's the fourth one on the edge of... Okay, so four bad ones, four good ones, then. Yeah. 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 That makes more sense. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's 
It's very, so, yeah. it's very well done. I think it, it it's. I agree. It yeah, it's well more executed. like creativity and energy, like whimsical energy to it yeah. than even the first two, which is interesting. And I, I, I think, think just energy yeah. generally, like it felt, yeah. it feels like a very it's it is a yeah quick paced like well executed like well it feels like a directed movie, whereas mm. the, yeah. the first two kind yeah. of feel like they're just copy pastas from the book yeah exactly i feel like i'm just watching the book. <laughs> yeah. that's the right use of the term copy i don't care i wanted to use the word copy pasta <laughs> anyways we all agree the third one's the first like taste that we get of like a really solid harry potter movie i think but then the fourth one is but, there anything we... but then the fourth yeah. one comes along and it just gets better baby it's so good it's the second best one i love so Keelan and I went into this one. Uh, we should address the fact that Will hadn't seen these movies in a very long time. Yes. So it was almost except for the third one, which I saw in my film except studies class. Yeah. Like I haven't six seen these ago. in about four years. I'll say that I hadn't seen them in probably two. Okay, um, Ben, I think you watch so Keelan- Goblet of Fire like every year. I looked at your. I do. I watch Goblet of Fire pretty often because for the longest time, Keelan and I will agree it was our favorite one. Yes, um, and we'll get to which one is our favorite now. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be assholes with this. Anti Phyllis. <laughs> we'll get later. We'll get there later. We'll get there later. Uh, but yeah, the Goblet of Fire is is just so it's it's, so it's just such a good movie. Oh. It's just such yeah. a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very so like it's tight it's and so it's exciting, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's got it's got characters. It's got emotion. Um, I think Keelan said that it's the it handles the emotion the best out of them, which I, it, yeah of the of those ones of the ones where it's like. They're pre Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. This one, I think, Will said it when we were watching it when the, we started and just kind of threw right into it. He's like, "Wow, this movie wastes no time," and that's one of the things I really admire about it. Like, it just gets right to it. There's no fat. It trims everything off. Mm-hmm. You, you see all the important bits, and I think the reason why I like it so much is it's our first real taste at seeing the important bits and seeing the entertaining bits and cutting out the rest of the book that was just storytelling, like sweetener in fact you know what i mean yeah jumbo yeah i think that (laughs) now now i'm thinking about it i think the first four movies are more centered around hogwarts like the life at hogwarts and then after the fourth one it becomes about like the war with voldemort so it's kind of separated into two little sections and out of the first yeah all i think all of them up to the seventh and eighth movies are more about like a journey through adolescence and like coming of age at their core than I don't I disagree any, at their core. And, yeah and I disagree because no, I, I feel that. I feel that all that stuff um like the brand the arcing plot line that goes throughout the entire series only really becomes the main 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 focus at the very end because in the very in the last two movies it's about that but in the the six leading up to it it's all like watching these people mature and watching them like how they change through their and how their environment changes and blah 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 all that I, stuff. I disagree mainly because like if you look at the first four, every climax is something about something going on at Hogwarts. But after the fourth one, they all all the climaxes of the films are something that doesn't happen at Hogwarts because the stuff going on at Hogwarts is there to serve the rest of the story, which is about the war, like the bigger war that they're fighting. The fifth one, the big part is at the Ministry. The sixth one, the big parts in the cave, and the seventh and eighth, they're not even at the school. But I the fifth s- one and sixth one, the stuff happening at the school serves the purpose of the bigger picture, which is why it ends outside the school, I think. I would say that okay. the climaxes yeah. of those are still extensions of the stories that are being told about, like, the characters at the school. Like, I'm not saying at the... Like, 
it's I still think that most of these movies are about like coming of age very slowly or instead of mm-hmm. a coming of age movie it's a coming of age series and at the very end it's like all right now let's get down to business and then a bunch of stuff happens and it's I still mm-hmm. the seventh the first part of the seventh one is I think much more like a personal like journey mm-hmm. for the characters than the Definitely. second part because the second part is just like yeah let's go and then everyone <laughs> shoots at each other um, it's all set up in the first one and all pay off in the second one but i think that mm-hmm. the good thing about seven part one is that it also mixes in a different type of payoff than any of the other films mm-hmm. like you're saying mm-hmm. Agreed. we'll talk more about that later we'll talk more about, yeah, the, but the we'll talk more about that later the fourth one yeah it's just so it's so entertaining it's just such a fun it, it's fun it's a fun movie that's done so well Mm-hmm. I think it's I think probably I compared most... it to Spielberg at one point. Like I think that's a fair comparison. It yeah. feels a little Spielbergy, yeah. in how it handles its like entertainment with weighty elements. Because a lot I of agree. it is, yeah. like they have that uh, the whole competition thing, which is central tournament. to it, um, which is just so cool. That's what mm-hmm. I just and, love the competition, and that's like the entire movie. Like they barely show them going to class or anything. It's yeah. mostly mm-hmm. uh, around like the events of that, and then the people who come in and i guess stay for the entire year i guess they have one event every like three months um sure um (laughs) i would kind of yeah do they not go to school they must they must we forgot to say that in the third one alan rickman says in the moonlight <laughs> which was, which was a, <laughs> so going good. for a stroll we, we just repeated in the moonlight there were a lot of good oh, yeah. lines so that, good. that we just could repeat oh yeah like there was the bit where that guy said um i don't even remember the context or who said it but he said like he didn't kill him he destroyed him which is a, a <laughs> it, was, it was the line. minister of magic but the fourth one talking has about... dumbledore talking about the triwizard tasks and he calls oh, yes. them extremely dangerous <laughs> That's it's also line. has we it also has what we refer to as the epic meme mm, yes. where in the this is this is the one that everyone knows in the books uh the quote is harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire dumbledore said calmly mm. and then it cuts to in the movie dumbledore sprinting at harry going harry did you put your name in the goblet of fire <laughs> Oh was that God. the epic meme? I thought there were. I thought that was something else. Although I don't remember. No, that was. There the were epic probably meme. many epic memes. There, was, there were probably right. many epic. Memes. I, I was watching um, Yai Five Hundred from Jack's uh, Jack's films, and they were doing a roses are red section, and one of them was I can't remember the exact one, so bear with me. Um, it was like roses are red, that house is on fire. Harry, did you put your name on the goblet of fire? <laughs> I just rhymed fire with fire, but it was something yeah. that rhymed. It's okay. With it. Yeah. You know what? I believe you, Keelan. It's okay. <laughs> you are a liar. I guess we there can. We go. That works. There you go. I guess we can move on well, because we all agree that the goblet of fire is really good. Yeah. And I think we've said all there really is to say, the, but it's just the fun, entertaining. It's very good, I think. Also, the, oh, it's so the ending yeah. includes mm. the, the the Hogwarts March, which is a great song. <gasps> My favorite. That's the best song, song of all the, time. The bit it's the when, best song ever recorded. Also, un- unironically, it's a it's a great moment when he comes back to the arena, which was pointed out that um, people would have just been sitting there for hours and with yeah. nothing to do. Yeah, and the band is they have nothing to ready do. to go. They just like immediately when they the see when they right see into. Daniel Radcliffe teleport back into the field of doom. They just start playing <laughs> instantly. So good on them. But or they've I just been playing then, the whole time. That's, that's such knows, a yeah. great moment when 
he comes back with uh, with um, Robert Pattinson's yeah. dead body, and they start playing. It's so good. I know. It's just like, oh my god, yeah, it's so crazy. That, that ending that is crazy. Is great. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good, it really and it does good. such it's a, a really nice... good plot twist. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. does such a good job of of pivoting into like, oh man, things are serious now, which it then Shit does. Shit just got real again. Again. <laughs> Speaking um, of shit, it does getting a good real. job of seg. I was just about to say it does a good job of segueing into the real shit happening, the return of Voldemort, and then you get the next sequence of four movies, and it starts off with one that is not that good. Yep, we <laughs> go back to the trash. The Order of the Phoenix, the third the worst movie. one. I feel like this is the true anti-Philistine choice for the best one. <laughs> like you could really? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. You, you could be like either that or half blood. I'm educated. I like Order of the Phoenix the best. You just come out on the other side, you know? You're like, this. there's something about this that really connects with me on an emotional level. And, and it has so much to say. And there's the, the characters and the... The, the angst all mean something. <laughs> and then at the Maybe. end, some weird stuff happens. And Jason Isaacs is in it again. And Actually, goes, you know what the, the biggest anti-Philistine one is? The first what? one. You're like, no, oh, Philosopher's yeah. Stone was the best Harry Potter film. It yeah. started the universe. So yeah, that's yeah. a good. Point. Let's be real here. We we're all debating um, over like yeah, what's the order... most assholey one to say is the best one. I feel like saying the fourth one's the best one's like pretty. Like yeah, all right, you're you're a yeah, decent yeah, guy. Whatever. Yeah, and people who yeah. say that the seventh um, part two is the best one are like bandwagoners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. agreed. <laughs> no one says the second one's um, the best. No one says that. No, they no. haven't made. Many they all agree Harry it's a top Potter three movies. one, but it's like <laughs> since the seventh one, part two. Actually, they have. They made two, and they were both bad. Actually, I've only seen the first one, but I hear the second one was bad, and the first one was bad. <laughs> It'll never be beat. It'll never I be hate beat. Harry Potter. I hate. I don't even know what um, Harry Potter is. I'm the guy who doesn't know what Harry no, Potter is. Never heard. What? Who's Harry Potter? What? Who, what the fuck who is, is that? Harrison Potter? Is he a guy Harrison who works Potter? at my my restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a waiter. <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm a waiter at a restaurant. I'm the regional I'm manager of McDonald's. I have this guy on employee named Harold Potter. <laughs> I think he's pranking me, as the kids would say. I think it's a little He's joke. pulling a little practical joke, and I can't say I appreciate it. <laughs> Anyways. What do I pay this, this man? Anyways, one is very Phoenix. bad. <laughs> uh, Order of the Phoenix is similar to Chamber of Secrets in a way that it's just super, super boring. It's, it's yeah. Um, there, there's some stuff I like about it. it. Um, there is some stuff I like. There is some stuff I enjoy a little bit more. Yeah than chamber of secrets for one i think that's some, the most of the fight scenes are actually really well done yeah especially the uh, one at the end the big one the final fight in the ministry I, with yeah. dumbledore versus that's Voldemort, a good climax really good i think it's that's great the best yeah. duel in the series it's probably the second best. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best she, one uh, i think the best duel in the series is the original harry versus voldemort and goblet of fire like i like that duel but it's not really a duel it's just kind of one spell each but it's just the introduction of Priory and Cantatum, and it's so. No, cool. I agree. I just wouldn't call it a duel. Like I think, I think that's like the okay, most fair, iconic fair. moment. But in terms of like an actual like fight between wizards, I think that that one's like in, the coolest. In that case, then my favorite is in Seven Part Two with Snape versus that's, McGonagall. That's fair. That's my second favorite. That's my second favorite. Yeah, that one's if so Harry sick. Potter had a gun with him. <laughs> Will has brought this up so, so many times. times. If, if you shoot Voldemort in the head, does he die? I I don't what see happens? why he wouldn't. I mean, he's still a, but like yeah, he's but so he has made his soul... of like flesh. You know, he has yeah, but blood. Like, if you if can't you kill him, yeah. But what would happen? What, like he'd I don't be like, know. "Oh, my soul is still intact, but I'm just 
it would take him another like 15 years and then he'd have to come back you know why don't they just shoot him then they're so stupid <laughs> imagine if imagine if somebody had pulled out like a giant piece of artillery at the end of this the seventh one or or if, if hogwarts had opened carry and and, uh, and Harry Potter <laughs> i mean technically they do they all have a weapon that can kill people that's on true. them at all times that's very true that's true actually yeah but harry if, potter believes so, in the third sec- amendment harry potter in the second oh amendment. second amendment my bad, my bad. <laughs> if he had been We're allowed Canadian. to take a gun into that that maze at the end of the fourth one and then he gets <laughs> teleported into whatever graveyard area and then people just come you and just he, fuck starts, shit up, he bro. just starts opening fire <laughs> <laughs> just unloads into Voldemort. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh see what he could have <laughs> stopped this it. whole thing. It's true. Gun um, Order of the Phoenix. Once don't <laughs> kill people. People kill people. <laughs> and they're okay. oh my god, they're so dangerous. You're putting one of those yeah. in the hands of every little kid. I they guess they don't have the internet because it's it's 1990s. But if they did have the internet and they could access the internet. And you had a wand, we about this. then you could look up in in the first year or whatever, whenever you get it, like worst how to kill people, how to kill people, and then it's just like you <laughs> say these two words that sounds like abracadabra, and then somebody just dies when you look <laughs> at them. I like the commentary of that though. I think that was interesting that she did that on purpose and made it yeah. made it similar to that because the idea is that like muggles had been massacred by wizards in the past, so the magical word that they oh. most often heard. And is most oh. often like associated is Avada Kedavra, which turned eventually into Abracadabra. That's their like the Muggle version of it because that's the word they heard the most. That is interesting. I never thought of that. that which I like. What would happen if you said Abracadabra and you waved your wand if you were a wizard? Nothing. They probably actively. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if you just had your wand on the ground and you said you said Avada Kedavra at some? I don't think it works. Like, would it that. not work? I think it only works when you but, wave. But it. some you have people can do stuff without their wands in these movies, and they're just like. They address that, like, that in the books. You have to be like a very powerful wizard or witch to be able to use to hand magic. Like to Harry do hand Potter's magic. Father, but you have to like right. still have your wand. You still have to like have your wand because it helps yeah. you channel it or whatever. Right. As as powerful a wizard as Harry Potter's father, maybe. Oh, maybe, he's, maybe. He's the, most... <laughs> the only man who could ever conjure Patronus, Harry's father. Oh yeah, that's another joke that we had the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> it was just Harry's dad randomly reoccurring. Oh, it's probably my dad. In the, it's probably my dad. After he says in the Prisoner of Azkaban, when the uh, the stag appears uh, to cast away all the Dementors, when Harry's like looking back in time. Uh, and he's like, oh, look, it's my dad. He's going to show up and save the day. <laughs> They're like, no, Harry, idiot. your dad is dead. I don't know how many times we have to tell you this. Your father is no longer living. You, you watched him die. It's just a guy. <laughs> it's just a guy waving a wand. That's all he sees. And he's like, oh, it's my dad. It's yeah. my dad. That's <laughs> my dad. So every time, like, a mysterious figure appeared in the Harry <laughs> just Potter, anytime, like, oh, it's his dad. Anytime anything happened, anytime anyone did something, <laughs> yeah, like, Yeah, pretty powerful. much, honestly. Oh, it's my dad. <laughs> Probably my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Probably my dad. Oh, God. Harry's Okay, we idiot. totally got really off topic yeah. with Order of the Phoenix. Um, it's just... It's like, the most whispery it's, one, for sure. There's a lot of people whispering Keelan's things. introduction to yeah. ASMR. The it was my one, introduction to ASMR. The second one is just tepid. Uh, for the whole way through, whereas the fifth Real one just I think hates is like the second bag. one. God damn! It, well, the, I really don't. It's like, like the what can one you either. say that's good about the second one? It's not bad, but it's just like no. Okay, I guess there was a scene with a car, and that was fun. Was it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was all right. The fifth one is just so oh. like angsty and annoying. Yeah, yeah not as angsty yeah. as the sixth one, but it's still oh, angsty. Yeah. Can we talk about how much that's I hate true. the sixth one? 
Okay, I will defend the sixth one only a little bit. Okay, because I agree. The sixth one is about I something agree. else. I just wanted to say that the fifth I one agree. is about the government. I'm sorry, you can say it I is. agree one more time. The fifth please. one is about the government. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, no, I agree <laughs> that the sixth one is not very well made. I admit that. The cinematography is god-awful. So it's bad. so ugly. So bad. Some of the acting is just not great. However... The sixth one has the best story. Yes. Out of any of the movies. But, and you must let me continue. <laughs> and I think for me. Yes. And you must let me continue. And I think for me, that just carries it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like that movie that much. But I love the story. I agree. And for that reason, I put it above The Order of the Phoenix. Where I think that The Order of the Phoenix might be a little bit more well-made than Half-Blood Prince, I think its story is kind of not great. I agree. I just don't... I don't like the story of Order of the Phoenix, and I like the story of Half-Blood Prince more, and even though Order of the Phoenix is probably a little bit more well-made, I give Half-Blood Prince the edge. That's totally fair, and that's something I definitely would consider as well. I think a good story is not as important if it's not told very well. Yeah. I think the script isn't very good, but the story is good. Well, I was saying before okay. that the script is great in the sixth one, and you were like, well, the story is. And I was saying it's the same thing, but I've been thinking about it. It's not. It's not. Because no, the story no. was written in the book. And they picked they picked good parts of the book to tell. Oh, yeah. Didn't do a good job with them. Like the ghouls. The bit with the ghouls. The ghouls. There are a lot ghouls. of ghouls. The, and they're in the water. There was one I think the ghoul scene was cool. There was a the very scene good, in the cave, I think it's actually cool. There was a very good visual effect shot with the fire there. Yeah. But, oh, that was oh really good. my god, the that, cinematography is some of the worst I've seen in like a big budget blockbuster in so the, long. The coloring. It's it's not even the, the coloring. The editing. But, even, like the but yeah. everything's so flat as well. No, it's so flat. It's, There's it's, like not a single shot where anything looks different from like between the foreground and background. That's like it's true. flat as a board. That's true. It's just there's no so, yeah. dimension to anything. It all just looks like there's smoke everywhere and there's like fog and it's blue and, and gray green. and green. It's, it's always so green. green. There's, like, it's shots on the Hogwarts Express where it's supposed to... You can see yellow, warm light coming through the windows, and they made it green. Yeah. Why? It's, not, it's, it's, not it's distractingly oh, it's really ugly. Bad. Yeah. 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 Man. And, like, Man. at least... And so, I in think... the fifth one, it's kind of blue at times, but at the least they have pops yeah. of color that make it look interesting. Also, the bit with... Yeah, no, I all agree. All the bits with, with uh, Tom Felton as, as Draco, all the bits where he's in that... He's just like moping around and he's like yeah. staring off into the distance. And I get that it's trying get that to be so like, sexy. Oh my, he's, he's going really on trying some to be sexy. Emotional journey or something. <laughs> yeah, and true. he's like reconciling what he has to do with what he wants to do. And does he, is his heart really in it? And is he really an evil guy? But they, they could have made it so much more interesting. And it's just like yeah. he yanks it or giving him a line. And it's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Help. The other thing was that uh, I, I will say every scene in the snow looked great. And I really... Oh, it looked really that's good. That's when yeah. I actually enjoyed the movie was those scenes and all the Quidditch scenes. I really enjoyed the Quidditch scenes. Yeah, those are well Oh, done. yeah, the Quidditch scenes were really well They done. were the best Quidditch scenes in the whole series. I've mm-hmm. got to say. And also... I agree. The effects on the Quidditch scenes, like the effects with flying looked way better than in 7 Part 2 in the Fiendfire they scene. They did, yeah. Didn't yeah, look great. That's true. Did not look very good. I was surprised. I... After all of these movies back to back to back, I kind of got sick of all those Quidditch seeds very quickly. <laughs> they're all <laughs> like fair. they're all fun and cool in a way, but they're like there's only so much you can do to differentiate them from each other, and they're all I mean, they're, they're all... only in four movies. We don't get any Quidditch scenes in the fourth one, fifth one, or seventh one, or eighth but it, one. But it feels like they're in every or one. Or third one. It feels we like get it. one Quidditch scene. The third one. 
It's just yeah, like, when, oh yeah. Yeah. There's always just a right, minute right, where right. it's like, isn't this cool? And then they get to something and something happens. And yeah. <laughs> I, know, I really dug like, them in the sixth one, but I also just love Quidditch. Me too. In the sixth one, that's it's true. The best, yeah, Quidditch is one of my favorite aspects of the the entire series. Yeah, me too. It's so fun. Um, so yeah, Half Blood Prince, not great. Um, but I like it a little bit more than Order of the Phoenix, and that's the only difference in our in our rankings that we have. Like, yeah. Keelan and Will have identical lists, and that's the only difference between mine and theirs. I have Half Blood <laughs> Prince over Order of the Phoenix. I will say also the ending of of the sixth one is successful. Like it it works. Yeah, yeah. and it's effective. Yeah. Shall we talk really about seven part one? Here we Shoot. go, baby. It's the best one. So yes, it's the best one. It's the and most agree on film that. one. It's the it's like it's yeah. the most a movie, and it doesn't yeah. distract David itself Yates, with all David this other Yates stuff. suddenly became a really good director for this movie. It's kind yeah. of we don't know how that happened. We don't know what happened, but everything just became so much better. Yeah. It's crazy how he directed the previous two, which were so like fine. And then the last mm. two are good, and they're at least like consistent, and they're like more interesting than the other two mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And also, the, I think it's a lot of um, like the cinematographer is different, and the uh, composer is different. Which both of those, thank God, because they both oh yeah the both parts of the seventh one look amazing, and yeah. the score especially is the amazing. first part though especially yeah. And, um, oh, the score is fantastic! Oh yeah, my god, it's so good. It's so much better. We were than... really bop into the score, especially yeah. in part oh, one. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, the Incredible. part one score is amazing. Yeah. And it, it's everything, like so yeah. consistent through the entire thing. It, it's not just like there are a couple moments. It's just like every time that there's a, a song, it's good, which is yeah. really impressive. It's so good. Yeah, we commented on the score like literally the entire time. We're like every time a song came in, we're like, oh my god, this is a this is a great song for this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it was so it's so well done, and the first one especially takes a break from, like, really everything, and it feels so slow and so thoughtful, which I really like. But it also moves along way more than I thought it did when I first watched it. Like, I remember mm-hmm. it being boring, yeah. but it's just it, it's it takes its time with its scenes, like it doesn't rush, which I really like. Yeah, we called this one the one where nothing happens and they just go camping for like the longest mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And I don't know what I was thinking. Like, Me I guess either. it's just because I've developed taste a little bit more. Because, I don't know, the last time I watched this, I was, what, 15? So mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything I was doing. <laughs> Especially, like, at, at the time, uh, we were all really excited for, like, the seven part two. And we were like, oh, I want to see the battle. I want to see the action. And this one yeah, is mostly, exactly. like, characters having character beats. And, and, like, a couple set pieces. And I always loved the set pieces. But I was always like, oh, no, they're camping again. Those are my favorite parts now. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I really yeah. loved... Harry and Hermione's dynamic when they were by themselves and Ron slowly turning on them. Even the argument between Harry and Ron in the tent was like really well acted and I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah. yeah. This is the one where the acting really takes a new level. Like this is where they all become like actually really good actors. Yeah. Emma Watson. Thank God she pulls through. She pulls through. I did not realize Emma Watson was so bad in the fourth and fifth ones. Oh my God. (laughs) She was fine in the sixth one. She was fine, but she was really good in seven part one. Yeah. And I think, Obviously, they were still kids, so none of them were really great actors mm. throughout the first few movies. Yeah. Um, but this is where they all hit their, like, okay, we've been doing this for a while now. Now we can act. Like, this is where they really grew up and became, like, actual actors. And I, I thought feel it was, like it was really one evident. through three, they were young enough to, like, that it didn't, it wasn't distracting because you're like, oh, they're yeah. kids. Kids act weird. And then mm-hmm. in, like, four, five, and six, it was just like, oh, 
yeah. and everyone was just acting yeah. so badly and then everything kind of comes back and it's mm-hmm. oh it's so nice it's I very redeeming this one yeah. is the first one where you can actually take it seriously like it feels mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. that you would want to take like something like this seriously but all the other ones like i've been mentioning they try and make that turn um and maybe they do a little bit like in the fourth one at the very end i think that's a good version of that and you you mm-hmm. suddenly feel like oh man things are really getting going things are really serious now but in this one it's like the whole movie is like that like that that event takes place at the very beginning and then you're left with that for the whole movie and you can feel the stakes much much more and it feels feel like, like they're actually of... in danger yeah i feel like part of that is because the other ones all have like a moment where you're supposed to be going like <gasps> and then in this one it's just kind of let it's more honest like, it just feels a lot more yeah. relaxed. It's not like it's trying to shock you like the other ones are into being like, oh, shit got real. And this one, just like, you're kind of aware of the stakes from the start, and then you just kind of settle into it, and it feels yeah. more natural. Yeah. And it's very dark. Yeah, it's very, very dark. Very dark. And the cinematography is gloomy and everything like that, and it picks up a little bit from where Half-Blood Prince left off, but it's not ugly. It's really pretty. It's mm-hmm. really, really nice. Because they figure out how to use color. And you know, yeah, make been... make shots also, look the, visually the scenery, interesting and frame things. It, it helps that they move around a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it also is oh, like yeah. it doesn't include the school basically at all. Like they don't go to the school, which probably is a big contributing factor to why a lot of those earlier movies don't feel as like weighty because they're still at mm-hmm. school. Like you know, they, yeah. they always have. And the... there's gonna be wacky hijinks, and Ron's gonna drink some poison. Oh boy! Oh my god! And there's teen romance. Oh boy! With this yeah, one, they're literally yeah. on the run from the law. Like it's it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Great. It's good stuff. It's the fugitive. I love. So the I'm bit so happy they... we came around on this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the bit so, when they so happy. like transport into regular London, and then they go into the cafe, mm-hmm. and there's just like real people real people um yeah <laughs> it's so like it's so weird and it's just such a different kind of set piece and story that happens in this yeah. one which i really enjoy yeah yeah it is a good job. overall it's i think it's i think it's honestly four and a half stars bordering on five like it's 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 a great so movie. good it's really mm-hmm. great it's so 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 good mm-hmm. and then we get to the deathly hallows part two which is another great movie yeah, mm-hmm. in a very I feel like we all had like a lot of revelations about the plot that we didn't quite get before in this one. Yeah. We're all like, "Oh, that yeah. makes more sense." This it's time, so, yeah. there's yeah. so much of that. It's like it just brings all of those like twists to the very end, and then just every ten minutes, somebody says something that like explains an entire movie's worth of questions. It's mm-hmm. it's and really you're like, impressive. Oh, shit. The yeah. the way that it and I, I credit most of that. I credit is, most of that to J.K. Rowling, but. Yeah. I, obviously the director and the writer and everyone just picked it up and took her amazing storytelling and brought it to life so beautifully man that yeah. was that was a little pretentious of me to say but it's okay. <laughs> no 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 it's so true though it's so true it's super well adapted and i'm really glad that they mm-hmm. took they gave the seventh one like the, it's due in that they gave it like a six hour worth script and then they decided to turn yeah. it into two films and I, I apparently they were going to release it as one film but the the cut was five and a half hours so they couldn't so i appreciate that they weren't no, trying yeah. to make it like a cash grab like a lot of other series did with their final books and instead they they genuinely wanted to tell the story the best they could and the only way they could do that was yeah. cut in half yeah, and the way it was it's, released, the first one came out in November, and the second one came out in like July. Yeah, and that's like so Bill, cool. Where it's I like think four that's or five so months cool. apart. I know. I'd love that. Yeah. I miss. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, that makes I agree. sense because you mm-hmm. want to build yeah. up the hype and everything. 
but yeah, yeah it, but that like would a five awesome. month gap between films would be so like exciting. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, I agree. It's this very is, exciting. I don't think you can say that this is extremely similar to the first part, though, because it's such no. a like the first part is like it kind of takes it slow. Although there's a lot mm. of stuff happens in it, but it doesn't seem very action packed because it's not, and no. it, not not that much stuff happens. Like they spend the whole movie trying to work out how to destroy the one thing basically and then they're like okay let's cool let's end the movie and then the movie mm-hmm. ends but in this one it's just like and then a thousand people did a thousand things and everything <laughs> one blew up and then everyone was together and then there was a big hero shot and everyone clapped and then everyone exploded again and there was everyone <laughs> cried and everyone laughed and then the, there was a it faded to black and then the harry potter theme played <laughs> I think if they combined the two of them, though, I think it still would have worked because I think that the dragon scene with Gringotts is like a good segue. Yeah, and I it's, think it yeah. works because it's, like it's a slow. There's a big like a big exciting bit in in Malfoy Manor, and then it calms down for a second, and then you get like the really like crazy action sequence, and then you kind of it feels like the beginning of the third act. It does, yeah. It's it's a whole movie of third act, which I think yeah exactly in in uh, in terms of inspirational terms. Because we watched these movies at a very formative time in our lives, I think this was mm-hmm. like the what what everyone wanted to achieve. You know, you don't you don't want to write this setup. We don't want to make a movie about like the the oh, it's these two people meeting. You want to be like this is the final chapter, and it's where it's all gonna culminate, and it's the big battle. Yep. It's the final battle yeah. that will determine everything. I know Will and I were, were making our, our Artemis Crouch movies and like I remember making trailers for the second movie and it was like the end is here. <laughs> it's just because I wanted to make like a big finale like this because it was so cool and so exciting. And I didn't want to make a movie where yeah I didn't want to make the origin story or just some movie in the middle. I wanted to have like the big climax that everyone wanted to see. That's that's really like kind of crazy to imagine doing. I drew a bunch of yeah. like really terribly drawn comics when i was younger um which were all in like a series and i had this like uh whole story um not really i had some parts of a story written out or thought out but the only ones that i actually drew were the continuing adventures because i wanted to, i didn't want to make like <laughs> oh this is an actual story which follows an actual arc i just wanted to be like and now we're in the great beyond and we're with <laughs> great climax and this is where stuff's really going to be real and everything's going to happen i didn't want to like build up that being said mm-hmm. in this movie it earns it i think because it's been oh yeah built up by seven other movies and it's very exciting and very fun and very yeah. epic. Like I don't think you can use that word non-ironically a lot, but it's a very epic movie. Mm-hmm. It is a really epic movie. Yeah, it handles and the it conclusion ties everything really together well. beautifully. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one thing I'd always wanted when I was a kid is I I didn't like the way they did Voldemort's death. I didn't like the way they had him like flake away. I just wish because I think part of it is that he's human by the end. Mm-hmm. When they kill him, he's just human, and I wish they mm-hmm. just had him like fall limp. I think that would have been more impactful. It would have been funnier. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. It would have been a little bit funny, but like that's the message, though. Like the entire point is that no, he can't live forever. He's not special anymore. Yeah. So I think that would have been yeah Voldemort more in fitting with the theme. He is funny after all. I agree. Man, yeah, there's some and my also one issue. My one issue that I had with it was they kind of just like threw away Draco's fantastic character arc. Yeah. Um, that he had in the books, 
Like, because that's his character arc in the books is we talk about the entire time we were watching. I'm like, oh, man, like that is that is how you write a character like that is mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful writing. And they just kind of tossed it away in the last one. Like they gave him his ending moment where he walked away with his family and everything like that. But I don't know. I just feel like it built up to kind of almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying to you guys that there was a scene that they actually cut. Mm-hmm. Ben, won't you tell us about that? Uh, I believe the scene was uh, actually no. You're 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 more well versed to tell it, so go for it. Uh, there's the bit where Harry like falls from Hagrid's arms and he like comes back to life or whatever, and he's like, ah, I'm alive. And Voldemort's like, ah, he's alive. Um, and originally they had a shot of Draco breaking ranks with the Death Eaters, and he throws his wand to Harry because like Harry's wand would have been taken on the way back. They wouldn't yeah. have just let him keep a wand. So then Draco throws him a wand, and that's his last moment before he runs off with his family. Yeah, that would have been good, and that would have been like- great. It would have raised a lot of questions and and they would have had to do more to wrap it up. So I understand why they didn't do it, but it it, it is kind of Mm -hmm. a shame that they let it loose there. But they did film it. That was in the movie and then they cut it. They actually digitally stitched it out. Oh, wow, really? But the thing is, at the end of the day, it's a kid's book and I think really the the children understand and they get J.K. Riley's main point with Draco throughout the entire series is that he's a bad dude who kind of comes around. Mm -hmm. Um... So I, I understand why they didn't do that in the movie because the kids would be like, what? Draco, he's supposed to be Slytherin. He's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I don't know. I feel like the target audience for Harry Potter at that time when this movie came out, 20, 2011, right? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like most of the kids who had read Harry Potter would probably be like, what, 15, maybe 16, maybe even younger. Was Keelan was like, how old were you I when was you 10. saw the theaters? I must have been 10. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I feel like it, it it did a good job at playing to its audience as well as keeping other audiences invested in it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I mean, that Draco point might have confused people a little bit. It's not so. a perfect movie, obviously. Um, no, definitely it's, not. It, it, yeah. It's just None very, of them are. I think it's four stars. Thoroughly None entertaining. Of them are, yeah. it's, it's like just mm-hmm. very exciting. <laughs> I think that the sequence it's where we watch Snape's exciting. memories is the best part of that movie. I think yeah. that oh, sequence was so, so well edited. I did not remember it at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is Me so either. good. Oh, yeah, so it, that was very well done. There's a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff in these. It's, it's very, it's very good These movies good are series. just great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's such, just such a, a great series. little retrospective. And I want to return to this more often than I have been. Watch them like this. Because I yeah. think that watching that was like a really nice trip down memory lane. And I'm, I know that in a couple of years, I'm going to want to do that again. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen I these for agree. so long. So it was interesting mm-hmm. for me. I haven't seen them since, like, I probably seen them all once before this. Except except for probably the last ones, because I was thinking, like, this is the most epic movie I've ever seen. And I need to take notes <laughs> buy or it on something. DVD. Buy it, yeah, buy it on DVD and then eat the DVD so I consume its power. I need to watch. I need to see what the DVD menu looks like. That was my thing. And as a kid, I yeah. always wanted to see what the menu would look like. I need to play the DVD the game features, the games. That was going to say the games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the special feed. Honestly, I still have all the DVDs of all the original movies, like all the original like three discs, uh, like DVD special editions and all that. They had so many special features up till the mm. end of the fourth one, and that's when the special features got bad. But up to the fourth one, the special features were so good. There's like special hours features. of shit. Special features are a dying breed. At least, like they good really ones. are. Like there was that that um, documentary included with the first uh, with with Star Wars Episode One, which that is was, just like that's peak. That's, that's peak. It's, I love it's that. So good, and it's so yeah, it's so good it's because it's so smart. critical. But nothing mm-hmm. like that 
comes out anymore. I completely understand why. I don't know how that came out as like a special feature attached. They did to one of those on movie. all of them. They did one on all of That's them. That's crazy. I've seen oh, all yeah. of them too. You've They're seen great. The episode one, one. The original. You mean the original three? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the uh, the prequels. Yeah, the, the one where he oh, says, okay, yeah. "I I I'm a I might have gone, gone a little, gone too, a little far. too far in a few places." No, there's an hour-long documentary <laughs> about the making of each one that goes so in-depth. It's so mm. interesting to watch. I really wish they did that for, like, all movies because I yeah, found it cool. so, it's so, like, perfectly, like, a little time capsule about how they made it. Like, there's a whole... It's, like, it's dramatic in itself. There's a whole scene where they come to set one day and, like, a sandstorm has yeah. fucked up all their sets and George Lucas is like, fuck, what are we going <laughs> to do? And it's actually really interesting to watch how they, like, adapt to different situations. There's filming of, like, they filmed them sitting in a boardroom discussing the budget and, like, auditioning actors <laughs> and stuff. Like, it's really interesting cool. to watch. I really dig it. That's yeah, cool. I would recommend that. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Maybe I I'll check well. it out then. It is. But I think there's, I think like, definitely check that out. an equivalent amount of stuff on the fourth one. I remember the fourth disc having so much stuff on it. So I think there's a lot of stuff out there for those movies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. Oh, it's good. Overall, it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's Baby. good. Yes. And you know what? I think we will leave it at that. And yeah. obviously, if you haven't seen these movies, what are you doing with your life? Go watch them. Go watch and now's now. a better time than ever. I finished Please. Twin Peaks like an hour ago. We'll finish <laughs> Twin Peaks. Season yeah, two. boy. Not not all of it. I have to still. No. But now Keelan and I are caught up, even though he was way ahead of me for a while. But will you wait blitz? for me, guys? I'm almost I, there. I, <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> I, I shotgunned the, the second season. Like I, I watched. I've seen eight episodes in the last three days. Holy shit! I, oh my god! <laughs> Almost I, half a season. Oh my they, god! That's yeah, insane. it's equivalent. And they're to the first so bad. Season. The second season's so bad. The second season has a real dip after like eight episodes in, and it's just after Lynch got oh fired. Oh my so god! Bad. It's just like the most boring oh thing ever. I and know. Then, but it got better. It got better at the very end. But uh, the last like three episodes are okay. Yeah. The la- the last episode's very good. I like the last episode. Yeah. It, then you should watch it. You should. Okay. <laughs> he won't. I mean, but now he, that, but you now, should. I probably won't. No. No. Um, I mean, my dad has been dying to watch The Return because he was a huge Twin, Twin Peaks fan when it was originally coming out. Uh, so maybe that's incentive. Do it. I'll email Do him it. and get okay. him to watch the series with you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Will. I You're appreciate welcome. it. All right, let's sign All off. right, to our loyal listeners, uh, thank you very much for tuning <laughs> into another episode of This Podcast Should Be Loud. If you like our stuff, give us a follow on Spotify. This Check out be some loud. of our other episodes. Follow us on Spotify. Follow <laughs> Geminis Studios. Yeah, baby. Uh, Keith Loves Movies. Movie Bracket coming out soon. Uh, you know the deal. Uh, <laughs> signing off for now. We'll see you next. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>